Okay, good morning. Well, I guess first I'll start by welcoming you to Chronically Authentic, the podcast, where we're just going to talk about life and, I don't know, deep dive into bigger topics that you can't cram into a one-minute story on social media. Yeah, doing a little bit of a deeper dive into the things that we talk about with each other, but sharing our thoughts and experiences. Yeah. And thought, what better topic to discuss for the first episode other than the thing that I drill into your brains every single day at the counter and tell you that you matter? Because you do. Aw. <laughs> so, with that being said, do you ever feel like you can't speak up because someone's going to call you a Karen? A Karen? The dreaded Karen. That was a question. Yeah. Well, I find myself doing that whenever we're in public and I want to complain about something. Like you feel like you can't. I don't think that we should talk about it being a complaint. It's not. If you don't like something, it's okay to not like something. That doesn't mean you're complaining. What is it called when you criticize constructive criticism? Sure. Or speak your mind when something isn't right? That's not a complaint. No. I mean, a complaint is, to me anyway, is like, say, I, you know, we're going to use food as a reference here, but like, Mm -hmm. say I'm at a restaurant and I order something and what arrives to the table on my plate isn't what I specifically ordered. Yeah. That is a complaint. I'm going to launch a formal complaint because this is not what I ordered on this plate. What are you like writing a letter? How is it a formal complaint? (laughs) I am formally addressing the facts that specifically this is what I asked for and now that's not what I got a lot of those times when I make a complaint like that personally I feel like I'm inconveniencing the server themselves I mean well their job is to serve um so part of the job description you know there's that because there's so many videos online of people going the extreme when they're giving feedback i feel like that's why a lot of people shy away from doing it because they don't want to be seen as that person well there's definitely a difference between addressing the problem Mm -hmm. and losing control of your emotions which when you see those quote-unquote karens on the internet they are at the point where they have lost all control of their emotions and that that's a bigger conversation for sure. But I don't think that anyone's saying, hey, I don't like this. I would prefer it to not be that way. I mean, you can only control yourself at the end of the day. But speaking up when it pertains to you and how you don't want to be treated or things you do not want, I don't think makes you a Karen. Have you seen the meme where... They ask the guy, they're like, so why did you marry that like very strong-willed woman? And he goes, well, somebody's got to speak up when my mashed potatoes come out cold. Because the guy, I feel like the guy is always the one that's quiet about it. And then the woman is like the fiery response. And it's like, get over here, fix this. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh. <laughs> so, so the joke is. <laughs> well, but um, But it's like. In a lot of times, it's much easier to be passive and just be like, I'm going to eat the cold mashed potatoes because I'd rather not make a thing out of it. And I'm I'm more willing to settle or I was in the past more willing to settle 
with those cold mashed potatoes. Oh yeah, potatoes. we should, uh, maybe Matt can tell you the story of his, um, our most recent experience mm. to first watch, which little backstory on first watch, like uh, pretty much ever since the pandemic, like you and I had started going there on the weekends and just sitting outside and having breakfast and getting the same thing every time we go, at least mm. I do. Um, and you know, my food came out this last time we were there and it just wasn't, the quality wasn't there, but like something was different. And I noticed it and I wasn't going to say anything because, you know, whatever. But Matt was like, absolutely not. <laughs> not on my wife's plate. Yeah. So you were the Karen. Yeah. So what happened? I just feel like for one, the quality of service has just gone down in general, I feel like everywhere. And I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm sick of accepting it and I'm not going to be voiceless anymore. And I'm going to say something. Now that server that we had that day was busy. You could tell that he yeah, even told us that they had really let was. someone leave early because it wasn't busy and then it picked back up. But that's not my problem. And that to me would have sounded mean to say before or I would have shied away from that. but. The your bacon came out and it looked like a dog treat. It did. It yeah. literally looked like they pulled it out of a bag and strip bag. Your <laughs> I can't even deny that. What is the the pudding? Was oh, it the chia pudding. The chia pudding was like grainy and it just yeah. wasn't the quality that it used to be. It really wasn't. I guess my issue with my breakfast that morning is that the the meal that I order is supposed to be vegan um, and not contain dairy, but it smelled and tasted like it was made from yogurt. I don't like yogurt, just FYI. Like, I don't like how it smells. Kind of grosses me out. But anyway, the consistency was off and the flavor was just not the same. And I could just tell. So when those two things weren't up to standards, you know, the bacon looked like a dog treat and the chia pudding, something was off with that. I even said to you, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something to the server. And you were like, okay, go for it. Mm -hmm. But to me, that was a big deal because I would have shied away from doing that in the past and felt like I didn't have a voice because I didn't want to make a situation out of it. But I'm, I think a lot of people are coming out of that mindset now, or they should be. I mean, I think that there's a bigger reason why mm -hmm. you don't feel comfortable expressing yourself when it comes to what you want or what you need. That's why? Why? Well... Um, there's a lot of reasons you could speculate. Personally, I think it's because maybe as when you were growing up, you were not given an option to voice your needs or any time that you tried to, you were shut down and those things weren't acceptable. Mm -hmm. um, so like, just for example, like you had an issue with onions, didn't you? Mm -hmm. In the sauce. And what did your mom do? Oh my God, I hated those little onions that used to come in the pasta sauce from the jars. Yeah. Even though they were like microscopic, I just hated eating them. And yeah. I was basically forced to either pick each one out or eat them when it probably could have just been avoided by getting a different sauce. Probably, yeah. <laughs> in hindsight. Yeah. So, I mean, did you ever get in trouble for that? Yeah, it, it was always a thing on pasta night. It was like I was the problem at the table because... Because you didn't something. like something. Yes. Oh, so what What did that teach you as an adult? That I need to basically just put up with it. <clears throat> you suffer have to settle. Through, yeah. Even though you didn't like it, you didn't have a choice in that. That's right. Yeah. And so now when I go to a restaurant and my mashed potatoes come out <clears throat> cold, I just settle. Yeah. Are you having a moment? 
Yeah. <laughs> but that is a, that's an example of a time in your life when you were really still impressionable mm -hmm. that told you that you did not matter, which I mean, you've been here for a long time. You know that I stand at the kitchen counter every day and I, I tell people that they matter because as small of a detail as those onions were in a sauce, you didn't like it, but you had to eat them anyway. I'm almost ashamed. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. I'm almost, I was going to say, I'm almost ashamed of the fact that I'm almost 40 and I'm just now learning that that my voice matters and that I do have a voice. Or, there are people that go to their grave that never actually speak a word of who they are authentically. And that honestly is my biggest fear. That's how chronically authentic came to be. I was 31 years old and I had spent 31 years of my life being a shell of a human being because I was too scared because I was raised to believe that I did not matter either. And that same thing, anytime you'd speak up or say you didn't like something, you became the problem. But there's nothing wrong. And society has now coined a nickname for people who are just exploding with that suppression. Mm -hmm. It's been suppressed for so long. And I'm not saying <clears throat> that people should act out or like, especially degrade others in their place of business. But I do feel like there's a suppression there. And when it boils over, that's when we see the Karen well, come Well, yes, out. there's absolutely a suppression. But, I mean, the people that are throwing around insults and, you know, just demeaning somebody who probably has no say in whatever the complaint happening, um, those people, you know, we know that hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. They're just hurting and they are projecting the same common phrases that they probably heard in their childhood that suppressed all of those feelings. And it's kind of sad when you think about like the hatred that fills people's heart when they start like yelling at somebody because that person's feelings and their emotions have completely exploded to the, to the point where they lack control as full grown adults. There's a respectful and tactful way to address the way that you feel about something, especially when it's service related. And I always try to keep in mind the person on the other end of it, whose fault it probably is not, like you said, yeah. and keep like the way that they feel in mind as well. And I even said that at our meal the other day, I said, I'm going to say something. And then when he came over, I said, look, I know this is not your fault. You are just the server, but here's the issues that we had. And he immediately asked what the resolution could be for that. And I was like, you know, this would be acceptable for you to do to make it better. And they did that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about when you talk to the manager about it? So while we were at the table with the server who was very apologetic about, you know, the things, he did mention that they had recently changed. They get their... Um, chia pudding from that they don't make it fresh in house that the ingredients were too costly and and not consistent for them to keep it um in house so he tells us you know that they get that you know in a bag and that it's not made fresh so we get up you know we have our words with him he was really nice about it and everyone was fine um we get up and we go to front to check out and the manager was up there and he asked us how everything was and i said honestly it was shit. 
like <laughs> the way his tone and reaction changed so quick well he was like oh you know like what was like what was the matter with everything and so we started explaining you know at that point we didn't really care but like we started explaining to him and i was like yeah you know that chia pudding is just like i get it every time i come here it's like my fixation food there and just like um he was like yeah we make everything fresh and i was like oh everything is made fresh except the chia pudding because like i had like mm -hmm. I, I had already talked to the waiter about it and he had told me that they had ordered it from a manufacturer um or excuse me a distributor um and so when he said that i immediately was like well that's a lie someone's lying here um and then once i had explained that the server had already told us then he backtracked and was like oh yeah that's right. But we've been doing that for a while. And I'm like, no, maybe on the times where you couldn't get the ingredients, you did that. Um, because it had only happened one other time. Like I have had it not taste good before one other time, which was fairly recent to our last time there. Um, but that like, I didn't care enough to speak up because at the end of the day, they're not going to like go get the ingredients from the store and like make it the way it's supposed to be made. When you looked him in the eye, knowing that you had just caught him in a lie, the way that he, Oh, he wouldn't even look at me. Anymore. He immediately started looking at me yeah. and was already like, okay, well I'm not going to focus on oh, her well, anymore. She knows I'm full of shit. So, mm. uh, yeah. And I, and I think that that's, you know, kind of going back to the customer service thing. It's like, I don't fault the manager for the business having to make changes that better suit their needs. However, you shouldn't be able to mislead customers into thinking that a meal is prepared a certain way when it's not like maybe I have a severe allergy to dairy. And if that is now made with yogurt that contains milk, well, you know, you are in fact liable because your menu has it listed as using coconut milk. Coconut milk is dairy free. More people now than ever are more attuned to what they want and how they want it. And they're also paying good money for it too. So when you don't, when you set the bar high and you don't deliver and then you lie about it on top of it, it's something that's hard to come back from as a business. And I think people are just more educated and deserve and expect more nowadays than we ever have. And so oh, business, sure. businesses have to deliver on that if they want to be successful nowadays. Yeah. Well, and also like they just lost customers that have been consistent, loyal customers for years. Um, and for what? Over the fact that a person who is supposed to be in charge of your business literally lied to my face. And, you know, like I said, no fault of the business for doing what it needs to do. But like you should have that, you should reset that expectation with your customers. Um yeah, sure. Reprinting menus is expensive. I get that. But what's more expensive, someone having a severe allergy to something or you reprinting menus? So, I mean, to kind of tie that back into suppressing things because how someone may feel like that's what that that's what that manager did. He suppressed the truth because he didn't want to have to deal with the feelings of it, but he didn't know that I already knew the truth. Mm -hmm. So that kind of backfired. Um, but I don't feel like me being honest when he asked me a question, 
I wasn't going to tell a little white lie just for conversation's sake. If, and I think like we have been so conditioned to not be honest mm-hmm. um, because of how somebody else will feel about it. And I just want to clarify something that I learned in therapy myself and that I say all the time. I and you are not responsible for how somebody else chooses to feel about reality. That's 1000% none of my business. That is all their business. What goes on in someone's mind that makes them react a certain way has literally nothing to do with me because I can only control myself. I'm not concerned with how what I say affects you. Mm-hmm. That's between you and you. Um, can I say something that may be offensive? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Can I say I'm sorry for offending you? Yes, I can. But at the end of the day, how you choose to feel about what somebody else says or does is on you. You, can't, you don't get to be angry about it and then blame somebody that you're angry. Don't we always say that we want people to be more authentic and give it to us real? Yeah, they say that. But then they when you do... They say that until the truth, you don't like what you're hearing. Yeah. And then you're like, whoa, whoa, then there's this offense. Mm-hmm. It's not offensive for someone to tell you that they disagree with you or that they don't see it the same way or that you are an asshole. Like, okay, maybe you are an asshole. Who cares? Like, you know what? Tomorrow the sun's still going to come up Mm -hmm. and the life's going to go on. And here we are. You can literally only control you. Mm -hmm. That's it. People say they want the... You want the friend in your life that's always going to be honest with you and not sugarcoat things and give you it to you. You can't real. handle the truth. <laughs> but then when you give it to them sometimes. Yeah. I'm not really sure where that comes from. I, I think it's fragile egos, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And people are really sensitive when it comes to what other people think of them, which honestly just causes anxiety. If you want my number one advice in life is stop giving a fuck what other people have to say about mm-hmm. you because it, nobody knows you. Nobody knows you better than you do. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to worry about what other people are doing, but where are those people at right now? Are they right next to you? Are they here in this conversation with us right now? No. And if someone cares about what I'm doing in my own personal life, that's that's on, that's on them. Like, that's I'm just problem. living rent-free. Hey. You always say that. I hope I'm gonna... wearing a cute outfit in your head. <laughs> yeah, you know? You always say you lay your head down at night and sleep just fine. Hell yeah, I do. My head hits that pillow and I zonk the fuck out. Bye. So it took me a while to get to the point where I feel like I have a voice and I use it kind of like I did the other morning at breakfast. But what are ways that people can actually embrace that mindset like what are things that people should work on or look to do to be better about that um obviously the first thing i'm going to say is express yourself good bad ugly indifferent it doesn't matter you don't have to be rude you know you don't have to be the asshole but you can say what is wrong you're allowed to do that like if you're someone that needs permission to do something there it is Mm -hmm. do it say it it's okay. Even if you're scared, you're still allowed to speak up. You're allowed to speak up. Even if your voice is shaky and cracky, it's okay to speak up if you're crying and like, like you're just allowed to do it. And 
it is scary because it's the, I think it's scary because of the unpredictability of how the other person is going to choose to react to what you are saying to them, which remember is completely outside of your control. Mm -hmm. You don't get to control how somebody else feels. That's, that's their problem. Mm -hmm. But you have to really stop letting what somebody else is thinking or feeling stop you from doing you because that's you training your brain that the things about you don't matter when they do. That was something that like, personally, I really struggled to do was to speak up about things that I didn't like um, in my own life, uh, whether it was my parents, my siblings, my any you, like anybody, my job, like, it was really hard to say no. We have a hard time saying no because we also live in a society where we want to people please our way through everything. So we're the nice person. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. I think at the end of the day is what it is. Nobody wants to be the Karen. You can never make everyone happy. You can't. It's in, Why would you want to? Yeah. I would rather spend my time, the amount, whatever that number is that I do get living on earth. I want to spend it making myself happy why am i going bonkers trying to make somebody else happy it's that's their feelings to feel like you choose whether you're happy or you're sad because you get to decide how you feel about a situation i mean a biggest thing for that for me is being married to someone in the military mm -hmm. i have absolutely no control over what you do where you go when you go how long you're there for and it's it was maddening. Like, I mean, it drove me fucking crazy. And what did you do? I had to get over myself. I had to stop trying to control something that I couldn't. I had to stop complaining about something that it didn't matter how much oxygen I wasted complaining. It wasn't changing it. And when you went on your first deployment, I just had to get used to doing things to please myself instead of relying on you to be present for those things. And you experienced one of the biggest like growths in your life, yeah. especially after your surgery that you've had because of embracing that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, after my surgery, I like literally relied on you for pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were washing my hair for me at one point mm -hmm. and yeah, it, it was really tough, but you know, that was my biggest fear. And I would like cry in the kitchen about it. It's like, I can't even, grab plates out of the cabinet like how am i going to fix a meal like how am i going to do all these very basic things um but it 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 was sink or swim like i either was going to do it or i was just going to waste away and just be stuck in a bottomless pit of self-pity because i was just depending on you to do all of the things that i really just needed to figure out how to figure it out yeah you, in your case, you really had to like break it down to rock bottom in order to build yourself and your voice back up, but everybody might not have to go that low in order to come back. No, but everyone has a moment where they look at the situation that they're currently in and they're like, you know what? This ain't it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I got here. I don't know how I'm going to get out of here, but I'm not staying. And you figure it out. I think it, you it, figure it out. I think if you're sharing your thoughts and feelings, even if it upsets someone, as long as you're not hurting someone physically, intentionally, intentionally, then 
you should be able to do and say whatever you want to or need to. Yeah, but your comfortability and your like your mental state shouldn't ride on someone's reaction. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't be scared to speak up because that person doesn't know how to control their emotions. And that's a lot of people. A lot of people are emotionally immature, which we can discuss that on another day. <sighs> Well, we all have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Well, part of being emotionally immature is being able to control your emotions or in the Karen sense, the lack of control over your emotions. The internet, like as far as Karens go, I think that the internet has like emboldened people so much so that they think that the things that they can type behind a screen are also things that are starting to bleed out into real life. Because if you really think about it, what is a Karen? She's a real life troll. Right. She is a troll in your comment section that has literally appeared in real life. Yeah. Back to things that you can do to find your voice. I mean, I feel like a lack of voice comes from a lack of self-confidence. So doing things that are going to build up your self-confidence, fitness, taking care of yourself, journaling. That's been a huge thing for me is getting those thoughts out of my head. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't need to say them to a person. You just need to get them out of your brain. Journaling is one of my favorite things for that because it, it just takes the clutter out of my head. I find it easier to write down the things that I have a problem with or the voices in my head that need to say something and have a voice than it is to... I don't like this. Yes. As opposed to taking those things out in public, sometimes it is healthier to just write them down and get it out of your head, like you're saying. Yeah. But like, you know, if say, you know, you have Thanksgiving coming up and, you know, oh, you haven't seen your aunt and she drives you up the wall and like for years you've been so bothered by this. I'm like, obviously don't explode. But like, if you have something to say, say it. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, how someone chooses to feel about what is or is not right or wrong for you is not. It has nothing to do with you. It's so much. It's very empowering when you go out and speak your mind about things when you're coming from a genuine place and you know it's not hurting anyone. It is very empowering because when we left that breakfast that day, I was like, I know that I did the right thing. I handled it appropriately. I didn't go online and complain. Mm -hmm. I just addressed it in the moment in a very respectful way. And it was very empowering to know that I'm gaining my voice and to be able to do that in your presence who helped me gain my voice and show you that, you know, the work is paying off and that you and I are growing together and I'm growing as an individual. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm glad I was there too. And the other thing too, that was really great about it is that that's where it ended. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that was a conversation for the rest of the day. And it, it bled into the next hour or the next day. Mm -hmm. Like it was, there was a situation. It was not a good one. We did not like certain things. We expressed that. We expressed it to somebody else and things were good. And then we left and never talked about it until this very moment to use as an example. Right. And like my blood pressure isn't through the roof and I'm not like, Oh, we're steaming like triggered because of that moment. And I'm having to relive it now. It's like it came, it went okay. Bye. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's how you should really be approaching situations when it comes to expressing yourself. It's not, personal it's not a personal attack on somebody um 
like it just is. And that's kind of my mindset. My sister is always like, oh, you don't have any emotions. It's like, no, I have emotions. They just don't have a place for what we're doing here right now. Like they're not relevant to the situation. So why am I needing to be emotional in order to convey my feelings on something? And she's, meanwhile, she's like sitting there screaming at me and it's like, calm down. Once again, that is just another form of suppressing someone's voice is telling them that they're being irrational or being emotional or, hey, calm down. Or you don't have any emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, Untrue. I cry all the time. Hmm. Have you been in a car with me driving? I have emotions. There's (laughs) just a time and a place. And yeah, like that's just really my thoughts on it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone take us out? Driving off a cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Thelma and Louise style? Yeah. (laughs) Well, now that we got that off our chest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. At the end of the day, the, the moral of the story is always going to be that you matter. The things about you, your thoughts, your wants, your needs, your desires, like those things matter. Mm -hmm. And it's really easy to let the voice in our head and the opinions of other people and anxiety and all of these things to tell us that we should come last. But that's just not true. You should come first because by prioritizing yourself, you're setting the example that you want to provide to other people. Your voice is shaking. Even if you stumble on your words, you have a voice and you should use it. And you're going to feel so much better after you do. As we wrap up the first episode of Chronically Authentic, the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget, subscribe, follow, like, do all the things. Um. Matt and I are really going to be dedicated to getting these out weekly where we can, like I said, just really dive deeper and have more in-depth conversations. Um, And yeah, can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. See ya. Before we head out, let me know down below your thoughts on the Karen epidemic and maybe a time that you felt scared to speak up but did it anyway and how that went for you. All right, cool kids. We'll catch you later. See ya.